So how about we do Christmas movies first, Phase 2016, and then Migos Dad. All right. And then wrap it up with um, Normal, what you've been listening to? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me... um. Let me get prepared real quick. I'm going to run grab um, this uh, Pepsi Max with this Jack Daniels. <laughs> nah, dog. That's podcast. That, I'm, I'm, I'm holistically healing myself, dog. I don't take medicine. Like, unless, unless I have a headache, I don't take medicine. I try and use the natural uh, bounty of earth. Because uh, clear, clearly Jack Daniels gets, <laughs> gets harvested from, from trees, from oak trees in the... Uh, <laughs> In the Nebraska Plains, dog, which makes no sense, but trust me, it's it's there. Like in the wooded forests, in the wooded mountains of Nebraska, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Cornhusker State, the rare Jack Daniels tree grows, uh, and you have to rely on, you know what I'm saying, inebriated gophers to bring down the trees because those trees are much too flammable to bring down with chainsaw and axes, and you don't want to lose the precious sap, which is Jack Daniels flowing through those giant oaks um yeah so let me go ahead and grab that jack daniels and pepsi man wait 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 what about the metal grates that distill this alcohol is natural metal grates that distill this alcohol. yeah you know the alcohol comes now, through tubes and metal and pipes what about that is natural exactly nah dog you 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 you're misunderstanding the process the beavers bring down the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, bo- uh, uh, boll weevils drill into the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an all-natural process. Mm. Uh, and then the tappers, you know what I'm saying, they just go straight to the tree with the bottle and harvest that joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I mean, you're facing all sorts of trials and tribulations. It's a rough job, dog. Like, I think it's even tougher than, like, uh, working on the, the oil wells in the ocean. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, Cause this is tough. Like you got yellow fever, mm-hmm. you've got the threat of typhoons, mm-hmm. um, you've got the rare, you know, what I'm saying Mongolian saber tooth tigers. Like this is all in Nebraska. Like this is why Nebraska is rough, man. You know, that's why Bo Pelini left. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't, he couldn't cut it. You know what? Seems legit. Of course it is, dog. I, I speak nothing but factual information here. But let me go grab that from Nebraska. Merry Christmas to to all and to all a happy Def Con Jive. These are your boys, Cannon and Kwame, holding you down over the Christmas break. Uh, this is your boy Cannon, aka the Double Line Lumberjack Genie. Ask me why, Kwame. Mm, why? Because I wish a motherfucker would pause. <laughs> that pause. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> what up? What up? End of the year. Happy holidays. It's your boy, Quams. You know what I'm saying? AKA Fat Riley, the orchestrator. You know what I'm saying? Been eating this year, but we still looking good. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy. <laughs> Chubble Westbrook, you know what I mean? King of the triple-double chins. You know what I'm saying? CKA, your homie, Trillsbury Doughboy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm making the bread rise so we all can eat. I feel you. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to throw in a Trilly Ocean joint, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to make a, a you know, we, we, we can have a good time with our clothes off reference. I, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. That's for the ladies episode, <laughs> Valentine's Day, next year, 2017. <laughs> Trilly Ocean. <laughs> Free Trilly. <laughs> Sprinkling the plankton for the whales, dog. <laughs> just sprinkle it. Just sprinkle it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to crew. Homecoming 2015. <laughs> oh, man. We here, though. We here. 34 episodes. We started this year just the way we ending it with uh, Remy. I don't know if he quit the podcast or not, but he's not here. Uh, boom, disappearing. And uh, Chris not on it. And uh, <laughs> and Scrap is a... Uh, well, that's a little different. Scrap sleep. <laughs> okay. Then it is the same as the <laughs> it's the it's the it's the exact same. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> that we are recording this at Christmas time again Merry Christmas to all uh, Kwame I wanted to ask you uh, do you have any favorite Christmas movies uh, or do you have a movie that you would play at Christmas as a tradition uh, favorite Christmas movie now <sighs> We, I get into this argument. Actually, I think a lot of people get into this argument a lot. Sure do. Um, because I consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. Everybody does. That argument so should be over. That's, that's that's you know what I mean. That's definitely one I consider. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, before I had kids, I loved the movie Home Alone. Uh huh. Yes. You know, but um, now being a parent and understanding how that mom felt, I'm like, this is a horrible movie. Like, <laughs> this is a really horrible movie. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to see like Ar- Archer or Family Guy do a rendition of Home Alone. Like, cause that oh. it would just end bad for everybody. You know oh, it. I kind of want to see you Archer do a rendition of Home Alone. No, you don't. I kind of do. It would be so bad. It would. They would end up in Colombia, uh, <laughs> with with current day Macaulay Culkin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Strung out like nobody needs that. You know. And Scooby Doo. <laughs> that's that's Scooby Doo's the villain, dog. Macaulay <laughs> <laughs> Rockin. Welcome. I need an all Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> I need an all all Scooby Doo episode, man. That shit is ridiculous. Um, no, for me, I agree with you. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, you know what else is a Christmas movie? Iron What's Man that? Three. You know, fair enough. All right, okay. Also. 
as uh, the same as Die Hard, both directed by Shane Black, who also directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which also takes place at Christmas. Interesting. So, if you want an action movie, Shane Black is your man. Iron Man 3, Christmas movie. I uh, put it up to uh, my lovely my lovely lady and said uh, Iron Man 3 should be our Christmas movie. If we're going to have a tradition, Iron Man 3. So she watched it, and uh, she actually agrees. So here's my thing, though. That's like, you know, it's not even the second best Iron Man movie. <laughs> you know? She doesn't need to know that. Fair enough. I mean, like, it's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> it's the it's the thought that counts. I like Iron Man 3. I do. The whole house party protocol part of it. I like it. Fair enough, man. Fair, I I can't I can't I can't really argue with that. Then also shout out to my favorite movie of 2016. Well, uh, we'll get to that in depth later. But shout out to Deadpool, who in, in the beginning says to the cab driver, "Merry Christmas." So I count that as a Christmas movie. Being as I just watched that movie two days ago, uh, I can relate to that. Understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a stretch, though. I mean, yes, it does take place. In an undisclosed month. However, there is the scene that I just mentioned where he says Merry Christmas. There's also another scene with him. The ugly sweater scene. Yes, the ugly sweater scene that takes place at Christmas. Fair enough. I think two scenes. (laughs) You think that that merits a Christmas movie, Don? I'm pretty sure. We're going to have to, we'll have to check the tape, but I'm pretty sure that means Christmas movie. Gonna have to confer with the judges on that one, man. <laughs> but I agree. Home Alone is a great choice. Home Alone 2, also another great choice. Uh, how you feel about the classics? The the Rudolphs, Charlie Brown, Frosty. How you feel uh, about those? The Grinch. I mean, I love the, the Grinch movie is fun. You know, I'm a big, uh, I'm a person who really roots for the bad guy in mm-hmm. a lot of movies. Like if mm-hmm. you have a likable, you know, bad guy, I root for them, you know. And um, the the Grinch movie would be totally different if that puppy had held, you know what I'm saying, would have pulled his weight. Um, I mean, that's, he did, that's all though. I'll say the, about the, that. The sleigh was just too heavy. No, no, he should have manned up. He should have dogged up and, <laughs> you know, done more to help out, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, so I dig the Grinch. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too big into the classics. Mm-hmm. Um... Like you have the uh, I forget what the the name of the movie is, but with the the, the like the puppets or whatever or claymation uh, with Chris Kringle and yeah, uh, Meister Burger Burger Meister. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, the Heat Meister. They're fun. The girls the girls like them, so I guess that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Oh, they like they like the classics, the the cartoon classics. They do, but then again, they like TV. So oh, well then, fair enough. Um. Yeah, uh, it's funny you say that about the Grinch, um, because if you do cheer for the bad guy, in a way he won. He got he got all of the gifts out of Whoville. He got away with it. He didn't get prosecuted, arrested, killed. None of that. It's just that the Who's in Whoville, you know, gifts weren't everything, and they still sung. And then his heart grew three sizes. 
so in a way the villain won it's just that he turned to the light side you know it also has one of the dopest songs uh you know associated with it that you know could you could you could epitomize like that's the Grinch song right there you know what I'm saying that's the you're a mean one Mr. Grinch um with the line of the century you know what I mean uh you're a you're a crooked jerky jockey, jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse Mr. Grinch you're a three decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. <laughs> Come on, man. With arsenic sauce, man. Like, never mind that it's a, you know, what I'm saying a three decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich. But like, you left out the mayonnaise and just went with straight up. Ar- like, who's whipping up arsenic? You know, what I'm saying arsenic sauce. Like, it's Kraft. Is that in one of Kraft's darkest days? You know, what I'm saying they were like, you know what, we're gonna cater to the assassins of the region and whip up this arsenic sauce because the French, you know what I'm saying, Dijon mustard isn't <laughs> popping right now. You know what I mean? Like, who? Arsenic sauce. And then the question is, like, do you put a little bit of salt in it or do you put more? Do you put a little bit of sugar in it? Like, how, how do you want this to come out? Like, like the arsenic sauce. Like, is it something you baste? Like, is it, does it go over meats? You know what I'm saying? Or right. is it like a, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just, like I, I need to do a little bit, a little bit more research into this. You know what I mean? Arsenic sauce, right? And it, it, and is it something that is it a roux, or do you put it in the refrigerator overnight? You know, I mean, like, is it is it gluten free? Is it calorie free? Is it low cal? Is I it mean, like what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, can I use it if I'm on Atkins or right? You know what I mean, like, it, I'm assuming it's vegan approved since you're putting it on the toadstool and sauerkraut sandwich. But <laughs> I mean, I need more. Like, does the FDA know about this? I'm pretty sure the FDA is banned it. Pretty sure. H- have they? I mean, now probably, but back when this was first created, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were uh, stocking this on the shelves right next to the, uh, at the Lowry's uh, asbestos salt. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right next to the lead-based marinade. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, and then I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that's really, that's probably really offensive to piece of people with uh, mesothelioma. So, listen. Those people call midday commercials. It's fine. They they don't get offended. But the arsenic sauce, it, is it a marinade? Is it is it a steak topper? Is it uh, uh, what? I mean, do you put it on a burger? Uh, what what meat pairs with an arsenic sauce besides a toadstool and sauerkraut sandwich? I mean, like the sauerkraut, that's just cabbage. That's, you know, and, and toad, it tastes like chicken, but it's not really in one of our main uh, food-based uh, uh, dinners. So do, does it go with chicken, pork, steak? But see, it's it's not toad though; it's toadstool. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh, it's mushroom. Mushroom. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I said it's, it's vegan. Dog. So it's mushroom so it's and like... cabbage. So arsenic goes on mushroom and cabbage. But what meat does it pair with? That's toadstools can be. You know, you have you have uh, some of them taste like beef. But you sound I don't like know. you're speaking from experience here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been you've been raiding fairy rings out in the meadows, dog. To... 
come up with these toes? Like you're you're the dude, you know what I'm saying, who destroyed Fern Gully, aren't you? Trying Listen, to come up with these toes, dude. There's a reason That's that a- Miss Mary does not sit on her tuffet anymore. <laughs> Eating her curds and whey drizzled with arsenic sauce. <laughs> See, this is how we get off the rails. Though. This really is. This is totally. This is totally. I'm telling you, for 2017, people, we're gonna be better. You're gonna have timers. <laughs> we're, we're gonna stay. We're gonna. Stay, we're gonna stay on task. I promise, man. Like I'm. I'm putting this in. And you know, what I'm saying Cannon's evaluation, like on task <laughs> for like for his performance review. Like I mean, like we we follow you, man. You're the leader here. But I will shout out that that Grinch song is one of the. <laughs> It's one of the pettiest, meanest, most despicable songs. It's worse than hit. It's worse than Tupac's "Hit 'Em Up." Like, really? Like, you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the apparently CeeLo sang a version of this. Uh, <laughs> awesome. That's that's fantastic. But yeah, you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Uh, I think it was written by an ex, even though it's performed. You know, what I'm saying by someone else. <laughs> Like Mrs. Grinch, ex Mrs. Grinch was like really in her feelings when she wrote this song uh, about Mr. Grinch. Like he must have stolen her heart along with the gifts mm-hmm. you know and everything else, or he found another who in Whoville. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying that bad Betty who, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in up in uh, uh, who of diamonds? You know, what I'm saying down there in Whoville. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, got caught. You know what I'm saying? Throwing one too many banana peels uh, up at up at Betty Who. You know what I mean? And um, Listen, Mrs. Grinch was in her feelings when she wrote this. Look, look, them them peasits and whoosits, <laughs> and and the and them trumpets and and whatsits. You you get a bunch of those together, mm-hmm. and listen, I'm sorry, your bitch chose me. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. That's crazy. She's mean. She's mad. Yeah, you a lot guys of people, hate me, Mr. Grinch. A lot of people have never heard the full, the full, full You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And we'll definitely put that up on the SoundCloud. But like, listen to I, the whole song. The whole song is like two minutes. And it's just the most vilest insults that you could put together about a being who's supposed to have feelings. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Mr. Grinch, you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. <laughs> That's horrible. Like you, dog. You know how bad, you know. what I'm saying overripened bananas are. Like, like, have you ever tried to peel back an overripened banana? It's disgusting. Like, it's mushy. It's it's it is horrible. Like the the you can't peel the rind back, and so it kind of mushes out at you, and you got it. You get it all over your hands, and it's like brown inside and disintegrating. Like that's that's really mean. Yeah. Like, that is really, really. You have to really be full of bile and loathing in your soul to call someone a greasy black. You know what I'm saying? Banana peel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, shout, shout out to the Grinch. Every week, we we do the uh, our NFL teams. Man, we do a, we do them every week. And uh, it's it's become a real hard thing for me to do. You were so boosted at the beginning of the year, son. It was a different time. It was warm out. Uh, that for one, 
for two, there was a lot of optimism to be had about okay. my Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, we had just drafted our future quarterback, quarterback of the future, Carson Wentz. We knew we had a terrible wide receiver core, but we figured we could get around that with a running back committee and a mean defense helmed by Jim Swartz. That did not pan out. We are currently sitting at 5-9 and nine after a terrible one-point loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Wherein, Kwame, I don't know if you watched the game, or I don't know if you got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, with about, what was it, uh, 10 or so seconds to go, maybe less. Yep. Carson Wentz runs in a touchdown and makes it 27 to 26. Baltimore leads by one. In his infinite wisdom, our rookie head coach decides to, instead of kicking a field goal, tying up the game and going to overtime, he decides to go for two, which fails. And the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Baltimore Ravens by one point. Kwame, when I tell you that I punched the air, (laughs) if it was a crime, I would be in jail right now. We would not be performing this podcast. uh, Did you just admit to assaulting, assault and battery on oxygen, dog? (laughs) I kicked and punched O2. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, O2. With some nitrogen and uh, other other chemicals mixed in. Yeah, I, I punched the atmosphere until I couldn't punch no more. Um, so we we sit at an embarrassing five and nine. Here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And um, as a football uh, savant. Mm hmm. Uh, that I am. Mm-hmm. I will say that I do not disagree with the decision to go. Why for is two. that? Why is that? Uh, I wholly be- disagree with it. Because you're. Here's the thing. Uh, you're on the road. You're facing a much superior team, mm-hmm. and you have a ch- you have a chance to. Um, you have the chance to steal one. Like they will not be able to respond. You have the chance to steal one. Uh, and and it's much, it's a much, believe it or not, I think anyway, it's a much safer proposition than kicking. What is it? Is a is it twenty five? Is it thirty yard extra point now? I think it's thirty five yard extra point in the elements. So when you combine those three things, uh, for example, uh, Jack Del Rio made that decision when Oakland did, was in the same predicament on the road versus the Saints. Um, rather than potentially having Drew Brees get the ball back in overtime, uh, and you know what Drew Brees can do, uh, he said, "All right, we're down one. We're gonna go for two. And it it was pretty much the same pass. Like I'm, it was pretty much a little inward slant. I think you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. from outside the numbers uh, for two, and they got it. And you see how that was early in the season. So you see how their yeah. season has kind of gone. I think that if Philly would have gotten that that would have been a, a major boost of confidence going in uh, to next week's game where you guys play who? 
we play the Giants on Thursday night. Exactly. I think that could have been a huge momentum turner. So I don't disagree with it. I can understand. I can certainly understand the frustration. I wish more coaches would say we're going to go. For- we want to win versus we want. We don't want to lose. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Interesting perspective. I, that is my that is my biggest and, and and I know like a lot of people disagree, but I Including feel like me. I, and and that's you know what I can certainly understand it. Uh, how you know one of my biggest gripes with the Packers is that I feel like Mike McCarthy does not make aggressive decisions nearly enough, mm. and he tends to go into turtle mode when he should not. Um, and so I like obviously there's there's a time and a place, mm-hmm. but you know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron, Ron what's the Rivera. Coach, yeah, Ron Rivera. You know, Riverboat he pretty much Ron. he he, yeah, Riverboat Ron. Like that came about when the when the Panthers were not last year when they went to the Super Bowl, but the year before. Like his job was on the line. Mm-hmm. I think they were either four and eight or three and five or um, three and seven or something like that and ended up eight and eight winning the division or eight, seven and one winning the division. And he was going, I mean, he was going for it because I think his job was on the line and he was putting the confidence and instilling the confidence into his players. So I understand that uh, a lot of people will disagree. Like you have the chance, you know, you could get the ball first, but you can also give Joe Flacco and Mike Wallace the ball back. You know what I mean? You can also put your rookie quarterback up against Terrell Suggs and that defense again. You know, who, when are you going to be able to beat down at the two-yard line with the position to win the game again? You know what I mean? So I understand, like, there's pros and cons to either side. I, I tend to be more on the aggressive side, but I can certainly understand the people who will fall on the other spectrum. Yeah, here's why I disagree. You And many, I, I disagree for many of the same points that you presented. For one, you're on the road. On the road. That is a bold move, and I do applaud Doug Peterson because over the course of the season, he's going for it on fourth down more than a lot. Um, he's going for two, not at the, not at the um, rate that uh, not at the rate that uh, um, the the Pittsburgh coach is going for two, but he's going for two a lot. But um, he's going for it, and, and he takes a lot of chances. But here's the thing. When you're on the road and you're down by two, I mean, I'm sorry, you're down by one. You ain't, you're trying to grow a young team and you're trying to instill confidence in them. But I think that confidence should come in the uh, in the overtime period where you kick the field goal, you go into overtime, and you put that, that uh, confidence into your defense to say, okay, listen. We're going into overtime, but if we don't get the coin toss, I trust my defense to stop them. And if we do get the coin toss, I completely trust my offense to score. Um, You knew that your offense, number one, you knew that your offense wasn't throwing the ball well this whole game. Your whole offense came from the run game. So why would you call a pass play when the game was on the line? That's one. And two... Um, you go into overtime, and if you get the coin toss, you run, just like you have been the whole game. And like I said, you put that confidence in your running back core to run and score. And if you don't get the coin flip, 
you put that confidence in your defense to say, hey, I trust y'all. This is why I kicked the field goal because I trust y'all to stop them, give me the ball back, and let's go to overtime. So I feel like on the road, yes, you have nothing to lose because it's a losing season, but this should be a strategy for how you template the rest of your coaching career. I would um I mean we'll we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Because yeah. one one thing that I'll say is that uh I would have to look at the actual play and the play design from like an all twenty two camera or something. Sure. Um because at least in my experience, whatever you may have been doing during the game when this one play is on like this this play wins the game for you or you lose loses the game, right? Yeah. On both sides, uh, on on Philly and on Baltimore, um, Baltimore still has no matter what you've been doing during the game, they still have one of the top ranked run defenses, and so you could, you know, I I could see them like selling out um, mm-hmm. selling to stop, out the, stop run. the run exactly. And what my and personally, like if you were going to go for it, like what I would have done would have been given would have been to give Carson Wentz the pass or the the ability to run or pass, mm-hmm. meaning play action uh, one way and then a rollout to the other way with either a tight, you know, like a fullback leaking out and a tight end at the back. So he has two options to throw it to and one option he can just try and keep it and run it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. um, it, it's, like I said, I, I understand both sides of it. I just tend to fall on the more aggressive spectrum, uh, but I understand mm-hmm. like at least giving yourself a chance, you know, to play more football to try to decide the game as well. Uh-huh. By the way, uh, Kwame, what did your Packers do today? They beat the Bears. Oh yeah, they won. Okay, so we're talking about okay. Um, yes, the Packers are eight and six. Come on, man. We just need to. <laughs> and the Lions, Lions lost today to the Giants, and the Lions play the Cowboys next week. I need the cow. I, I never. I, 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 I pull for Dak really? and really? and really? listen. I don't want to shove salt into your wound. All right, but I need the Cowboys to beat the Lions next week. Uh, I mean, like you, you don't have a you don't have a horse in this race right now. Like you, you know, wish ill upon, uh, you know, Tony Romo because that can't affect the outcome of the game right now. Like, <laughs> like, like do all the juju and and get the malaise <laughs> of the century on Tony Romo. I just need the Cowboys to beat the Lions next week uh, because that way, even if uh, let's see, the, they're. What are they? They are nine and five, and we're eight and six. So even if it, so, even if they end up nine and six, and we're eight and seven, you know what I'm saying? If we it, by losing to the Vikings next week, if the Cowboys beat the Lions next week, it doesn't matter. We'll still be playing the Lions at the end of the year for the division. That's all that matters. The only horse in the race I do have is that Minnesota loses. For uh, why is that? Oh, because the Eagles have their uh, first round pick. So Ooh. the more that Minnesota loses, the better our pick will be. Ooh, I love so that. That. Is, that is the that is the only horse in the race I have in the NFC North. Uh, y'all gonna be y'all gonna be good next year, dog. Yeah, like you have you have your quarterback. Uh, who's uh, Vikings are I, seven and seven. By the way, I wonder. Like somebody needs a quarterback. 
So I wonder, like, I'm wondering if like Leonard Fournette might fall to y'all. You know what I mean? I'm hoping. I'm like, hoping. Look, look, that would be so rough right there, man. Like if man. Leonard. We just have that bruiser to just come in and just run people over. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Um, speaking of the Cowboys, they are eleven to two. Um, the Chiefs, shout out to Scrap, Daddy Scrap, not your uh Scrap Daddy, uh ten and four. And LeBron James Bond, the Shadow Precinct author himself, six and eight with them Saints. Um, I believe the Cowboys are playing right now. Yeah, they're playing the Buccaneers, and and that should be a really good game. I can understand why Boom is not uh, on the podcast right now. He said he had to do, you know, get some work in before the Christmas break. But we all know, you know, what I'm saying he's watching we know the boys exactly play. What talking about. And uh, you know what? Because this is the last live DefCon dive that we're doing for 2016. How about we just toss a bone to Remy's Browns and just point out the fact that they are 0 14. Yeah, man, number one pick. They're winning. They're Easily. winning uh, with the long con. Here's the thing: Do you trust the Browns to actually pick right? I I, I mean, it's a new it's a new regime, um, and they seem to be doing like it's they're always a new regime. They're they but strategically like they're money balling it. They're they're seventy sixering it. You know what I mean? Like they're accumulating picks. Um, oh, I could see them doing I could see them maybe not next year or the year after that but what is that 2019 2018 2019 I could see them pulling a San Francisco 49ers where I don't know if you remember the Niners were bad for such a long time they were really bad uh, yeah. after uh, was it Jeff Garcia left you know what I mean I think yeah. Jeff Garcia took it to the playoffs once and then when he got injured or went out or whatever, they were bad for a while. But they kept accumulating draft picks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting like Justin, uh, I think his name is Justin, Justin Thomas or something. Like they got a bunch of offensive line folks. So when they got the right coach, aka Harbaugh, Harbaugh. who knew how to coach his guys, they had all this talent on both sides of the ball. You know what I mean? And one or two trades. You know they got Vernon Date or did they draft Vernon Davis and? You know, all of that, and Harbaugh tailored his offense to Alex Smith's strengths, uh, namely throwing to tight ends and ignoring wide receivers. <laughs> all of a sudden, hey, they're in this they're in the Super Bowl. They're in a right. they're NFC, you know, saying two NFC championship games. So I could see the Browns, you know, st- even if Hugh Jackson isn't the coach, I could see them stumbling into, you know, the next couple of years and then getting the right coach you know, getting the right draft picks, building the defensive and the offensive line, then stocking with some uh, skill positions and then going from there. Because you don't even need, I think we're proving right now that you don't need a super talented quarterback to win. You need a serviceable quarterback to win. You need a guy who's not making mistakes. Because I don't care what you say, Eli Manning isn't super talented, but he has two championships. You know what I mean? So you can miss me with that talk. And also, I mean the the famous the famous example is that the fact that the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Granted, they had an all time defense, like literally all time. That that defense was a top ten defense of all time in NFL history. But they're talking about the first quarter, one or the last one. The first one. Their okay, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, Trent but Dilfer. I, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. He's. 
he's barely serviceable. But right. he was able to get the ball ba- ball out when he needed to, Pauls, and yep. the defense was all tied. So yep. as long as you can build around a serviceable quarterback with skill positions and a defense that can hold opponents under 20 points, you know, for multiple, multiple, multiple weeks, you know, you're fine. Yep. Yep. So, um, you need, you need a, you need a, uh, the biggest thing you need your quarterback to be able to do is to make the right reads, make yeah. the audibles when it counts and to put the ball where it needs to go. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. Eli or, uh, Peyton Manning last year was not his best year at all, but no. he knew, he knew the coverages. He could make the reads. He could see the defense, even if he couldn't put a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Strength behind his throws. Um, he knew where his receivers were going to be. And that's what a lot of younger quarterbacks and less talented quarterbacks can't do. Mm-hmm. It's fair. And also uh shout out to my cousin, Rhino, uh, the goddamn sauce. His Raiders are officially in the playoffs. Shout out to shout out to them Raiders. The Raiders. You know, and, uh, yeah, we're we're getting heavy on the football talk. We'll move on in a second. I just wanted to say that uh personally, I've never been a Raiders fan, but there's just something about the Raiders that just says NFL football. And maybe it's the uniforms or that John Madden was the coach of the Raiders. You know, it's something about the Raiders, man. You know what you know what makes me root for the Raiders? What's that? Uh hey, they're not in the NFC, they're in the AFC, so I can you know, I, I can feel free to pull for them without worrying about a playoff spot being lost. Agreed. Uh, but B, this year they have an all-black offensive line. Do they? They do. I was I was absolutely stunned and overjoyed when I saw that. Did I know that? Them boys oh. are getting it. Also, shout out to to Marquette King, uh, the black punter, the yes, only sir. black punter ever. In yeah. the NFL, I love it, man. Uh, he just he just has like an infectious swag about him. That's just like, and I noticed him a couple years ago. I I, I remember, uh, you know, depending on where you live in the country, and depending on whether your team plays at one o'clock or four o'clock, you get certain games. Well, there was this one game where the Eagles played at one o'clock, and then at four o'clock, I think it was like Oakland. In San Diego or something like that a couple years ago. And I was so I watched. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a the Raiders have a black punter? So I've been following this dude since then. And it's just so cool to see him blossom into this personality now where he's being recognized. And he's being recognized not only for being a black punter, but for being a skilled punter. Yeah, and he's for really being good. Yeah, for being a in a Pro Bowl punter, and then also to put the swag on top of it, it's just he something that you don't see from punters. He definitely uh, piped it up, you know what I'm saying, with the uh, referee's flag. <laughs> I, he he got another penalty because he piped it up with the referee's flag. So yeah, shout out shout out to the the black punter in Oakland. I appreciate him, Migos punter. <laughs> So, so Kwame, the yeah. year is wrapping up. Yes. 
this year as far as uh news uh known deaths a uh, shout out to Jaja Gabor where it was just announced today that she passed away ah yeah this this year is just amazing with celebrity and known person's deaths however as somebody put it on Twitter very succinctly 2016 was a terrible movie but with an amazing soundtrack absolutely so Juan I wanted to ask you yeah what are some of your favorites whether it be movies TV shows music of 2016 well here's the thing you know and and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I would be interested to look back over the years and see in times of great strife, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Periods of great calamity and whatnot. How did the arts uh, and culture community respond? Because 2016 was a downright depressing year. <laughs> downright depressing as far as from a news standpoint and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're in the political climate, uh, whether you're just, you know, someone that you knew, I mean, like Prince, come on. You know what I mean? Um, but the music, the movies, the shows, um, so much culture got created and released to the masses of 2016. I look at Luke Cage. I look at Atlanta. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The FX show. Um, I look at the the last quarter of uh of of 2016 for the music releases that came out you know we got another tribe called quest album you know what i mean we got another we, de la soul album we got a j cole album we got a uh we got think, a, a a surprise kendrick lamar album yeah yeah uh the the unreleased joints mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think uh um like we've got we got some really, really quality, classic, cultural contributions um, this year, and that's what—that's what you know gives me hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the things that inspire others were bountiful this year, even though there mm-hmm. were, even though you know, fate or what have you, you know had designs on like dragging the mood down you could find solace and the creativity um that the creators were giving us through over the course of this year and that's what gives me hope going in 2017 i mean we're part of this dog you know what i'm saying we launched this podcast in 2016 that is definitely sure one did. of my most um uh proudest moments of 2016 you know what i mean mm-hmm. um my uh, five-year-old left preschool and entered kindergarten. You know what I mean? Ooh, uh, started started are. public school. So, you know, in July. So that's, you know, that's, you, you've got to take, you have, you have to overlook, you have to accept, internalize, and then move on from the negative and then emphasize, elevate, and laud the positive that has happened in your life this year. Mm. Well put, Kwame. Thank well, you. Migos sure, bad for the win. I'm sure Boom Dynamite, if he was here, he would shit on everything you just said right now, but he's not. But he's not, so, you know what I mean? Because he's <laughs> off doing Lord knows what. 
<laughs> I hope the Cowboys are losing right now. <laughs> They're not. They're winning nine to three at the moment, or ten to three. I'm sorry. Um, for me, uh, this was the year that I'm. I'm always been a consumer of of music, top or well, off top. Um, this was the year that I really was just like back before digital, back before iTunes, Amazon where you could just buy everything and just have it immediately. You would go to the wall and buy CDs. Yep. You would go to Sam Goody and buy tapes. Yep. You would go to the Radio Shacks, some Radio Shacks, and, you know, you would buy music there. Uh, This was the year I definitely put my money where my mouth was and said that I'm going to buy everything that I like. So I have a stack of CDs in my home studio where I'm recording this right now that includes De La Soul that includes Touré yeah shout out to Fonte yeah because he definitely came out with one of my favorite I don't know if you'll call it alternative R&B or what but the foreign exchange tales from the land of milk and honey that was this year yeah uh he also uh, shout out to Boom Dynamite who listened to it recently with his uh, wife on date night with Eric Robeson dropped Tigarello, which I also purchased. Um, shout out to Sky Zoo and uh, Apollo Brown with the Easy Truth. Yep. Of course, shout out our own homeboy Ab dropping his album. Um, I got that here somewhere. It's just my monologue is right. Matter of fact, it's right here. This monologue. Yep. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's, it's way too much. Shout out to uh, uh, Schoolboy Q dropping yep. one of the hardest joints this year. Yep. Uh, I haven't listened to Ab Soul yet, but I hear I hear it's pretty good. And shout out to Childish Gambino. Yep. Who we will talk about again in the uh, later in this this show. Uh, dropping one of the most surprising albums to grace my ears so uh as far as music it's it's been a deluge of just like all my favorites just here you go here's something that i've been working on and it's different from what you've been listening to and it's not and that's the thing it's not just music though you know what i mean it's not you got so you've got the music you've established that everything that you would go that you would turn to to escape from whatever whatever was dragging your mood down everything that you would turn to had something um that you could point to and be like that's what i'm gonna remember about 2016 we got a new star wars movie you know what i mean yes uh, which have you we're seen not yet? gonna talk about okay all right uh, we got a, uh, uh, like I, I was saying, we got the new Netflix joints uh, with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute, did Daredevil drop earlier this year? Did the second season did of Daredevil it? drop earlier this year? Yes, it. With the yes, Punisher, it did. You know yes, it did. Um, that was this year. Come to think of it, we because got, we talked about it on this very podcast. Exactly. Uh, we have. A, a, a slew of new movies coming out. Um, I said Rogue One, but we've got um, Moonlight. I, th- I think that's the joint. 
Yes. With uh, I can never pronounce the dude's name, but Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. Mar- Marshala Ali. Mahersh. Yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Ali. Um, he he's in that joint. Powerful movie. You got Fences with my man Denzel. Uh, and. and- Viola Davis, powerhouse. Crushing that couple right there. And then you have uh, Hidden Figures. I can't Uh, wait to see it. So, like, you've got things that you could point to and be like, man, I'm going to be all right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're going to be all right. We can move past this. Um, Let's look to the future, whether it be the next hour, the next day, the next week, or even 2017. We got things we can look to and say, all right, that's my goal. That's what I'm driving towards. For sure. And I also wanted to shout out two of my favorite, well, you know what? My three favorite action movies this year because I, I'm not a romantic comedy guy. I'm not a drama guy. I'm not going to see those movies. That's just Who not is? me. No. But my three favorites, Deadpool, yep. February of this year, Um. Deadpool has been a favorite comic of mine since 2005. Uh, It's a funny story. I got sick one time. I had the flu. I had nothing to do because I was recovering and I was living. I was living with four of our other homies, including Young Scrap. Yep. And, uh, you know, taking care of myself, trying to be an adult. And I had nothing to do recovering from the flu. So I started reading comics again, and it turned out that I discovered this character named Deadpool, who was insane, funny, guns, knives, you name it. Uh, so I had been following him. So this, for me, personally, to see the movie come out this year, after knowing that Ryan Reynolds had been trying to get it made since about 2008, yep. um, was it was like personal for me. So that is definitely my number one because it's personal to me. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Big movie. It's one of those movies that you could not have imagined as a child because in the 90s, you don't get special effects like this. Nope. Nor do you get this many stars in one movie like this. Nope. So... Just in terms of the scale and the star power, Don Cheadle, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evan, just the star power was off the charts. So that was amazing. And then you just mentioned it, Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. I'm not going to say anything specific about it. Nope. But I will say Kwame. Nope. This might be the best Nope. I'm just going to say these sequences might be the best action sequences of any Star Wars that I've seen. Snape kills Dumbledore. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. And and Star Wars Rogue One, Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) Because we know that wizards are Jedi. (laughs) There's... (laughs) Uh, uh, shout out to a pod. This is random. Shout out to a podcast that I was listening to where they were trying to, to decide whether or not Ryu was actually a wizard. Like, was his Hadouken a spell that was cast, or was he a monk that just projected his energy? I don't know. I don't know where you fall on that. Uh, fall on that. Uh, 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll have to play the video game again to see. Yeah, think think about that. Get the exact mechanics down. <laughs> but definitely TV. Luke Cage, amazing. Atlanta, probably my favorite TV show of 2016. Yeah. Um. Amazing, amazing talent. So, uh, there was a lot of great entertainment this year. A uh, shout out to Doctor Strange. Um, yep. I appreciated it as one of the most visual superhero movies that you have ever seen. Right. Um, I don't, I didn't really dig the story, which I think I talked about on here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to Dr. Strange on top of that. So we look forward to 2017. Uh, we look forward to, cause you know, there, there are definitely down years where you're like, Oh, you know, it's like four things that I like this year, but this year is just way too much to even, I mean, the daylight album and the tribe called quest album, those two put together. The fact that we got two 90s super groups that come back together and put out ridiculously talented, carefully crafted music that doesn't just appeal to us, but appeals to everybody. Like I hear white um, culture writers rave about these albums on, on various NPR podcasts and beyond. It's time to go left and not right. So... Really appreciate the old heads coming through and showing how, showing the young bulls how it's, how it's really done. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money though. Hey! Raindrop, drop top, drop top, smoking on cooking the hot box. Cooking, fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Cooking up dope in the crock pot, pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody, grit the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me your river, give you a tissue. Bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. Cry me, speaking of young bulls. Uh huh. Migos. What about him? Remy recently said that the Migos flow was one of the most inventive things in hip hop. And who countered that? You countered that. No, I thought it was boom. I can't oh, remember. you're right. Boom, counted that. I'm sorry. But what you came up with was uh, applying the Migos way to fatherhood. Could you please expound on this idea? Well, I mean, it's nothing novel. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, the Migos flow isn't a flow. Dog. It's a way of life. You got to accept that. Like mm-hmm. you got to internalize that and then project that upon everyone that you come into contact with. And so the only thing I was thinking of is, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know when I started doing this. Uh, it may, Well, obviously, it had to have been when my kids were able to understand the words that I were saying, uh, that I was saying. Um, I can't rap my some of my, you know what I'm saying, the, the songs that I'm listening to. I can't rap along to them when my kids are in the house, you know what I mean? Or in the car with me. And so basically, I just started changing some of the words so that I could at least... You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen to the music in my earphones. And I have a habit of, of you know what I'm saying, rapping along with them. So if I can change the words a little bit, I can now listen to this music around my kids, right? And mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of, you know what I'm saying, Migos. Um, I've, been, I've been delving a lot into their catalog. Um, a, because I find that some of their production, I really, really, really enjoy. You know, shout out to the Honorable C-Note. Uh, I really like some of his 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 production on both of their albums. 
Um, but specifically on YRN, the first one. Uh, but, um, you know, I started memorizing the lyrics, started singing along with them. And, uh, and then I'm just, I'm with my kids and I'm going into all of these dad scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Picking them up from school before and after, dropping them off, picking them up from before and after care. You know what I'm saying? Going to conferences, in the grocery store, cleaning up around the house. And so I got my music with me so I don't go crazy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm just I'm just going along with it. I'm like, man, this Migos thing, it's a way of life. It's a way of life because it can be applied to everything that I'm that I'm encountering just with a dad flavor to it. You know what I mean? So I came up with the Migos dad, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, nah, it's, it's real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like I got... I'm 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 washed, you know what I mean? But I'm still Migos dad. Like so I got I got these gold, you know what I'm saying, bedazzled spectacles that I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Um you know what I'm saying, all gold blue blockers, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh Versace suspenders, you know what I mean? Um you know what I'm saying? Just I'm just Migos dad, you know what I mean? But uh like I was saying, I'm 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 altering some of the words just so that I'm able to interact with other members of society, including my children, while still listening to Mingos, right? So it's like, you know, you know, they've got the song Bad and Bougie right now. You know what I mean? Right. And you all know how yeah. it goes. I don't have to reiterate it. But um I gotta change, you know what I'm saying? I gotta change I gotta change the words. So it's you know what I'm saying his girl's no longer bad and bougie, right? It's like my kid is sad and woozy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Because it's sick, man. This, there's a sickness going through. They're, they're passing it to me. They're passing it to each other. They're exchanging it. You know what I'm saying? It's like musical chairs with the cold around here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we got to give them, you know what I'm saying? We got to give them medication. You know what I mean? Like we got to give them pain drops, snot shots, wiping her nose with the right sock. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's all about Migos' dad right now. You know what I mean? Like my kid is sad and woozy. Hacking and coughing while snoozing. My kids are mad and fuming. I still make them go get their schooling. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's 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 Migos dad, but it doesn't just stop there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm going into uh conferences like like for for my um youngest girl in daycare. They make the parents, you know, what I'm saying, bring snacks for the kids. So when it's your week, you bring in enough snacks to feed all the kids for that week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine what I'm bringing in there. Like other kids are. Bringing you know carrot stick servings and and uh, uh, you know applesauce pouches, you know what I'm saying uh, minion shaped gummies, you know what I mean. But nah, I'm 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 Migos dad, you know what I mean. So I'm bringing in rap snacks, you know what I mean. <laughs> right, rap snacks, you know what I mean. And then uh, and and handing them out like you you can have your carrots too, but you are gonna get these rap snacks, you know what I'm saying with a dab of ranch, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and I'm just w- walking around to each kid, you know what I'm saying? Get a dab of ranch, get a dab of ranch. I don't want to get a dab of ranch, you know what I mean? Uh, and it, that's Migos' dad. That's how you roll, you know what I'm saying? And uh, but then you know what I'm saying? You come home and your kids are playing while you're trying to get dinner together. You 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 know what I'm saying? All of a sudden you hear silence. You know what I mean? Like you don't mm-hmm. hear anything. If you live in a house full of kids, you know that all at all times there should be noise indicating where they are in your household, so that you can mm-hmm. understand that. You know, everyone is alive and kicking, right? Silence makes sense. Silence indicates a problem. Silence means that somebody figured out how to get into the, you know, what I'm saying the childproof cabinet underneath the sink, <laughs> and uh, they gotta be quiet about it, right? Right, or figured out how to, you know, what I'm saying reach the candle. You know what I mean? 
Uh, but in this case, sometimes you'll go upstairs and they're just, they're doing what they're supposed to do, but they're just outlandish with it. Like you told them they could go upstairs and color, but they didn't use the crayons, right? Like they use mm-hmm. this, they're using finger paint. Like finger paint isn't an un, uh, 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 unmoderated activity. You know what I mean? Like you don't do that out of the line of sight of me. You know, I need bibs on. I need newspaper on the floor because if not, it gets everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And I come upstairs right. and I see finger paint. I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I get upset. I turn into Migos' dad, man. I'm like, all this finger paint on the floor in here, girl. All this finger paint, man, it's driving me insane. Surrounded by my glitter and it's getting in my face. Bedazzling your face isn't healthy. You know what I mean? Like, you just turn into Migos. Migos, Migos' dad is a way of life, man. You know what I'm saying? Miko's dad is a way of life. And I I find myself applying it more and more and more frequently as I encounter these scenarios. So did Migos dad start out as a group including a Latino father? Uh I think as, I think those were the, the three amigos. Those were the those were the amigos dads, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um it's a, a sitcom that comes on Univision. <laughs> Shout out to what was that? Episode three or four of Atlanta? Yes, sir. <laughs> the four. <laughs> Man, he gonna get killed tonight. <laughs> Yo, this is this is actually a teaching moment for me. Because I plan on having children in the future. Mm. And uh, I listen to a lot of vulgar, misogynistic mm. hip-hop. Yep. That is a problem as far as society goes. Yep. But as far as getting lit goes. Yep. It is fantastic. Look, dog, if you can't mop the floor while getting crunk, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to mop the floor. Exactly. I you know I want I want to put on you know, uh, Schoolboy Q, No Face Killer, and, and feel okay with myself. Mm-hmm. However, I know I cannot repeat those lyrics around my future budding children. Mm-mm. Nope. So I know that Schoolboy Q will just have to be Schoolboy. Yep. <laughs> Schoolboy U. <laughs> and I'm gonna just have to figure out a way around these uh these these lyrical conundrums that uh that are presented uh you know it'll just be instead of the blank face LP it'll be the the paint face LP <laughs> paint face Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm learning. I, I pre- that's why I appreciate this podcast. The habit with uh, four dads to to teach me and young Chris the ways of the dad. Just, just wait till the kids are teething, man. It's gonna be like nights like this. I wish <laughs> Novocaine <laughs> drops would fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Novocaine drops. Novocaine drops would fall. Man. <laughs> teething, man. Oh man! So shout out, shout out to the Migos dads out there. Dab rank. Try, 
try to listen to their music. Snack time with their children Rap around. Snacks. So, uh, is, is there is there a, a kids bop Migos version yet? <laughs> no, no, no way. The closest uh, the closest thing that kids bop gets to urban music is Flowrider, and that's not much, <laughs> man. That's not much at all, man. Flowrider is the Clarence Thomas of rap, man. <laughs> like you don't you don't really claim Flowrider. Like you, Flowrider shows up at the same party as you, and so you have to hang out. But like you didn't invite him, and he didn't get a ride with you. You know what I'm saying? Like Flowrider. <laughs> Flowrider, I don't know. I, I I could go. I could do a whole episode about about Flowrider, uh, and I may anger some listeners out there. But you know what? Flowrider will be but, the death of us all. But my question is, why haven't more rappers come out with a name based on their state? Like Flowrider is genius. It's just Florida split into two words, like. Like, why don't we have a, a female rapper named, like, Neb Aska? You know what I mean? Like, okay. why? Like, well, well, that doesn't make sense, man. Like, you need what you need is you need, like, a, a mariachi band, like a huge mariachi band <laughs> from the mid, you know what I'm saying, from the middle, the mid-south. And you can uh-huh. call them, like, 10 essays, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> from, from Tennessee, you know what I mean? But like, but but a woman, a woman rapper signed to like Rock Nation, named like Ari Zona. You know what I mean? Like like hardcore, straight out of Phoenix. You know what True. I mean? It's I, I I don't understand like why 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 Flo Rida, while the name is innovative, why has it not been duplicated? I'm not sure. He's one of a kind, truly, man. Like I say that with with all honesty, he is truly one of a kind. <laughs> And then Pitbull, and then Pitbull are, are the D one uh, event booking dudes. Just like you got, you got a uh, halftime show. Give me Flow Rider or Pitbull. You you got a a, a a celebration with fireworks. Get me Pitbull. Get me Flow Rider. Man, we we here. I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like you know what I'm saying that if if the rap game were Pokemon, I feel like Flow Rider or Pitbull would be. Two different versions of Ja Rule, you know what I'm saying, evolving, you know what I'm saying, in the second half of his career where he was just doing Lil Mo collaboration tracks or Ashanti collaboration tracks and singing, you know what I'm saying? I think like Pitbull and Flo Rida evolved from that. They're like, <laughs> we know with, you know what I'm saying, the pop game is popping, but if we put a little hip hop into it, it mm-hmm. makes people feel better about listening to it and seeing cooler, so we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Pitbull with his Latin Latin flair and Florida with his Florida flair. Kwame, <laughs> uh. speaking Yo. of music, yes. For the last one of this year, what have you been listening to? Man. I've been listening. I don't know how I, I picked up on them. Uh, I heard, I think maybe a Spotify playlist or something when I just didn't know what I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a group from, I think it's Santa Monica, you know, or, or at least out in West LA somewhere. Uh, this rap group called Warm Brew. Listen to my demo. Yeah. yeah. I got some shit that I could play you in the car. Met up at, told her meet me at the bar. She asked me where I'm going. All I know is that it's 
made, I got some shit that I can play you in the car. Yeah, they gon' play this in the car. Yeah, yeah, they're going to play this in the right, I've, I've right. had them, I've had yeah, them on, the you know what I'm saying, repeat, loop, what have you, for at least the, the better half of this this week. And I'm really digging it. Um, uh, listening to their EP that they released actually back in July of this year that I was unaware of. Mm. Um, six songs on it. But, I mean, it's like a, it's it's West Coast. But I mean, it's it's not, you know, what I'm saying it's not like all the way corrupt or Dre, you know, what I'm saying like it's got some some kind of some dark overtones to it. Uh, and I've been really I've been really, really digging it. You know, what I'm saying um, so warm brew. Uh, I'm gonna have to see if I can get the name of the EP for you. But a group of three cats out of uh, out of out of the West Coast. And their EP is called Something While Spotify Opens. <laughs> you know, that's a very innovative title, Kwame. Uh, it's called Diagnosis. Diagnosis oh, okay. by, by Warm Brew. <laughs> I kind of wish that their EP was called uh, Something While Spotify is Open. Some, I'm, somewhere somebody's going to, you know, write that album. And it's going to be, it's going to go like animantium. Like that's how much... <laughs> money it's gonna make <laughs> my shit's going vibranium son exactly yeah uh that, what you that's been, what, what you, you been on? yeah that's that's what i've been on like that's you know i've had some other stuff i've been listening to but but that joint right there really took over like i said i've been listening to to amigos obviously uh so i can shout them out too um i'll put the the first album uh yrn you know what I'm saying with 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 dab daddy spray the champagne and of course you know what I'm saying pipe it up on there oh child but I'm piped up see that boy right up he piped up see that girl right up she piped up pipe it 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 up Walk in the club just to pipe it up. Hey. I stand on the stage and I pipe it up. Hey. Get a regular hotel, I pipe it Go up. Buy a bando, then I pipe it up. Hey. Oh. Pipe it up. 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 But, pipe um, it up. yeah, so we'll say Warm Brew. I'm listening to Migos the first half of the week. You know what I'm saying? And then Warm Brew second <laughs> half of the week. <laughs> so Migos' dad took a trip out, out, out west. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> For your boy, a um, couple of things. Uh, again, I'm sorry, Childish can't beat. For me personally, uh, at work, it's been a really hectic week, really busy week. So I haven't really had a chance to sit down and listen to new things. So when I get into the car, I, put, I usually just put on something that I know. Uh, uh, I really wanted to listen to 
The Locks released a new album this week. Not this week when you're hearing this, but this week that we're recording this on the 16th. Um, I really want to listen to that. I haven't yet. So I'll let you know. I'll let y'all know about that in 2017. But um, yeah, Travis Gambino, man. It just goes like, you know, this this week, my favorite joint is Terrified. It just oh, yeah. changes every week. Every my, week I got a new favorite joint. Two songs for me are always they're terrified and uh zombies. Yeah, yeah. And usually the two for me are Boogeyman and Riot. Yeah. And uh shout shout out to the early two thousands. I actually made Riot my ringtone. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when I so when I'm at work getting the computers putin and I gotta uh do my dual factor my dual factor login, I get a call. Then uh, my phone rings and Riot plays, and then I have to authenticate my way into a couple servers. You just let it ring for a little bit, though. I kind of do for like 10 seconds, and I, I don't put my phone on vibrate in the office so other people can hear it. I'm, I'm that dude. I mean, why would you? I mean, I want you to hear just Childish Gambino. You need this in your life. But, um, yeah, that. Uh, I went back and listened to Jimi Hendrix because... Uh, Okay. Shout out to two, he he uh he put up in the in our group chat that uh Gary Clark Jr. was the was the guitarist playing on the night me and your mama met, and a lot of people call Gary Clark Jr. basically the new uh Jimi Hendrix. Uh-huh. So I went ahead, went back, listened to my favorite Jimi Hendrix, which I think is everybody's favorite Jimi Hendrix joint. Are you experienced? music and it's all great it's blues it's jazz it's rock it's hard rock um it's fantastic so really childish and jimmy and then went back and listened to that bruno mars again Just, you know, 80s nostalgia, man. Just Childish is 70s nostalgia. Bruno is 80s, 90s nostalgia. And I appreciate them both. I, I, I saw that, uh, shout out to Jake Quest. I saw that he posted something about you can't really, these reviewers are trying to co-mingle the two because of the nostalgia factor of both. Uh-huh. And it doesn't work because they're two different nostalgias. So I appreciate both of those as a completely separate entities. So that's been it for me. Just those three. Uh, I'm definitely going to listen to the locks because that's been a long time coming. Pause. Yeah. And uh, I still need to listen to Absol, who also released in True. December. True. Like really, December 2016 has been the one of the most busiest December's that I can remember in history. Of me living 
And that's good, man, because you gotta you gotta end the year right. You gotta end it how it started, you know. Or better. Or better. So uh, that's been it for me and uh, Kwame. That's it for the year. That's it, man. Like Migos' dad, man. Wipe it up. <laughs> Wipe it up. Wipe it up. <laughs>those of y'all listening shout out shout out to one of our faithful listeners john uh he went to howard and he's actually been listening to us he reviewed us on itunes he emails us he he tweets at us yeah uh yeah we we appreciate you my brother Looking he showed up you. to t-tot one time i mean he showed up to t-tot at uh homecoming and he asked me uh what did remy say in his alias can't tell him did Nobody you tell him? him. I did tell not him. tell him. Fair I enough. told him to go ask Remy. And he went and asked Remy. And Remy said, I will not tell you. <laughs> That's so, so good. No. <laughs> you know what? That was my favorite moment of 2016. That, <laughs> that, that we all banded together to never, ever, ever release that alias to the world for the sake of our kids and their fam and their kids. That was definitely a bipartisan uh, legislation. That so uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we work together as a committee, as a group. That, and that we alias banned is, is this going alias. into the uh, it's going into the Necronomicon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and being buried. This ain't, this ain't like the Porygon episode of Pokemon that aired in Japan, and you can watch it on YouTube, but it was banned in the USA because it gave kids epilepsy. This ain't like that. You can't go on YouTube and find his alias. No. You can't go on SoundCloud. It's you can't go on X videos and find his alias. I mean, we could try, but uh, listen, you can you can research Pornhub all you want for aliases. I'll, I'll double check just to make sure that for science. Yeah, that it hasn't slipped and uh leaked onto Pornhub. No pun intended. Um you will not find this alias anywhere. Nope. It has been stricken from the records. You know what I'm saying? We put a hit out on that alias. It is dead. Mm-hmm. Every reference to it is dead. It's mother's dead. Uh, it's sisters are dead. It's accountants mm-hmm. are dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? We mob style put money on that alias and it is gone. <laughs> we Al Capone that alias, man. Maybe one day when we are running a Kickstarter for a project or a Patreon <laughs> or or a GoFundMe. The top backer gets to hear the 80s. <laughs> if you, we're going to we're going to Shaolin uh, this joint. If you pay a million dollars, you can hear this alias. Just in case we blow up at that point, I'm going to write a check for a million and one dollars. <laughs> And outbid everybody <laughs> and then default on it. Yeah, I, I will say probably my favorite moment in this podcast is in the first episode way back in March when we're doing the hip hop days of future past. And Boom says, 
to kill the kids in the sweatshops. <laughs> What I'm saying is, all right, all right, it came out wrong. (laughs) I would just, I would just, it's like, it would just be killing children. So I want to be like full adults. I can listen to that moment today (laughs) and cry laughing as if I've never heard it before. We gave him every opportunity to correct that statement. (laughs) Like I think I invented I think I invented the disclaimer that day, dog. Scrap says like, no, no, you meant this. And Boom says no. Somebody got to die. (laughs) (laughs) And then you gave him a chance and he didn't take that. You gotta give it to Boom. He sticks to his guns, man. Literally while while he's he's killing the kids. But he's shooting Vietnam kids. That's so horrible. We apologize. It was terrible. But um, we look forward to more moments in 2017. We look forward to more podcasts with everybody on it. Uh, Kwame, thank you. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, getting out here and doing this thing, organizing it, you know what I'm saying, being the Batman for this Justice League assembly that we got going. Though that one episode where the inmates ran the asylum, where uh, wherein Booms fuck the WNBA campaign started, mm. uh, yeah, I, I vowed from that day forth that I would never miss another another episode. It was a sad day for us all. <laughs> so, please, listeners, email us. Podcast at defconjive.com. Do it. Hit us up on Twitter. Do it. At DCJ Podcast. Do it. We out here trying to support black and brown podcasts. So if you got one that you want to be promoted on here, let us know because we're going to hit you up and ask you to promote us unsolicited. Let's You're going to get an at from mm-hmm. us. Um, we want to collaborate. We appreciate y'all. We hope you appreciate us. Um, we looking forward to bigger and better things in 2017. Who knows? Maybe we can, you know, maybe we can sign to a major label like NPR and we could take this on the road. You know what I mean? Hey, it could happen, man. We can only look up right now. Exactly. You know, hop on that Death Row podcast <laughs> records, you know? Oh, Lord. <laughs> we need the publicity. So, uh, Kwame, is, is there anything else? Man, I appreciate like I said, I appreciate you. I appreciate our squad. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the mm-hmm. listeners out there, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Um, this has been a wonderful opportunity. I'm glad that we're going to – we've stuck with it. I'm glad we're continuing, and I'm looking forward to the things that, you know what I'm saying, we've got. we got good things for you folks in the future, man. Just stay tuned. we got good things. For sure. For sure. Don't worry. That illiterates is still coming. It is. Pause. It's still in the works, dog. We got more re-up gangs. Still in the we- works, dog. We we just kind of we just kind of need some events to to re up on exactly. <laughs> Look, you know, maybe a Super Bowl re up gang, maybe a inauguration day re up gang. Who knows? You know, knows. whenever 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 the spirit hits us. Um, again, please contact us. We promote black businesses for free. We enjoy it. We want to do it. We want to do it more often. We are just lazy and don't want to look them up ourselves. So please, <laughs> add us, email us. 
Help us out, please. Help help some tired wash dads out. You know what I'm saying? Some tired wash. You know what I'm saying? Midlife. You know what I'm saying? Crisis having podcasters out. Exactly. So, uh, for the last time in 2016, this is your boy, the double line lumberjack genie. <laughs> because I wish a nigga would. Pause. pause. <laughs> Yo, for the last time, it's your boy Quams, aka Fat Riley. You know what I'm saying? Taking it back to the beginning. BKA Black Jesus spelled phonetically. <laughs> the throwback. CKA Migos Dad for 2017. <laughs> Wipe it up. Also, DKA Quam Rico. Yes, sir. Quam Rico. <laughs> the Don Quam Rico, son. <laughs> I'm too intoxicating for y'all. <laughs> Yeah, and we out. Dunzo. <laughs>